Hello everyone, this is Carlos Barahona with Two Reasonable Men. Thank you again for being with us. Uh, we're here with Danny Pelletier. It's Sunday, July 9th, very early here. It's almost 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. And uh, Danny, how are you? Where are you this time? I'm up in Connecticut. I'm going to be coaching chess today and then some soccer. But before that, I'm enjoying a good conversation with my good friend Carlos after going to your wedding, which was a great time. Thanks for the invite. Thank you so much. It's been a month now, and since then, I live in a new house. Uh, I have a larger commute to work, but I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm trying to learn new languages as I do it. And mm -hmm. uh, and Denny has been in the most uh, one of the most successful newspapers in the Northeast. Is that correct, Denny? Congratulations! Yeah, well, on actually, that. actually, the Hartford Current um, is the longest-standing newspaper in the United States, and they did a um, article on July second. Uh, a Sunday about dig chess and the work we're doing in Connecticut. So it was awesome. It's getting getting a lot of views on Facebook, and um, so really pumped about that. So just trying to go off that those flames and uh, keep that fire going. And that is fantastic. And, and, and you know, I don't, of course, I'm doing a little bit of publicity here for you, but it, it really is worth it. If you guys can go and check out Danny's profile, we're gonna put it on Two Reasonable Men, uh, so you can check it out. What he's doing, it's fantastic, and, and people are loving it. So congratulations, Danny. And, and on top of that, he has a very successful career. He's, you know, the top sales guy at, with his team. And, you know, he's making, making a lot of things happen. But anyway, let's, let's walk into our, uh, into our new podcast. Uh, again, thank you for being with us. And we're going to talk about handling hostile situations. What I want to remind you is that, okay, you have to have your goals. And my, my goal at work, if somebody's been hostile, if my customer's been hostile, I have to remind myself, I want to be the top person and I want to be somebody who they can rely on. So mm -hmm. if they're going at me, complaining with me, then you know what? We're going to create a solution for you. We're going to mm -hmm. always have a solution and I'm, I'm going to be that guy. So it's very similar to what you go through, and, uh, but, but it happens everywhere. So Yeah, so I'll tell you this much. I actually use that line a lot when my customers call me, these stores um, that we bring these chips into. Um, they you know, when we have a problem, I always finish after I give them a good solution by saying, I'm a solutions guy. I'm a solutions guy. I want everyone I work with to know that I am a solutions guy. I am not a complainer. Okay. And it goes the same. And I dare I go into public to, to, to politics here. I see a lot of protesting and there's a lot of good people out there. But what I want to see more is people go on and doing things for others, okay? Getting your hands dirty, educating youth, cleaning up the environment, recycling, whatever it is, all right? So when I see a protest, it doesn't inspire me. When I see people out there on a Wednesday during lunch, when I'm working my butt off my corporate job, and I see people out in the street protesting, I'm thinking to myself, are they, should they be trying to get a job right now? Should they be trying to work? Should maybe they volunteering? What if all of those thousand protesters were volunteering at a soup kitchen or yep. volunteering at some school teaching whatever the heck they're good at? What would happen to our community? And, and, that, and, that, and that's the same thing for, for the country, right? We just went through some elections and, and really it seemed like the politicians were more trying about talking about their arguments instead of what is my solution for this and that. And I think that's what citizens are tired of. Uh, you know, we want to see solutions. People like solutions, people, right? When, when you exactly. call, for example, your insurance agency and you want to change something in your policy, 
Do you want a person that answers you and tells you all the, all the reasons why you cannot do that? Or do you want the person who says, you know what, let's fix this for you. You're going to go back to options. that company, right? You're going to go back to that, to that service. And, and it's the same thing for everything, okay? For your personal life, your family, you know, your, your wife or somebody comes up with a problem. Do you want to be the person that, oh, you know what, this is why we created this problem. This is why we cannot solve it. Or do you want to be the person that says, you know what, babe, we're going to work on this. We're going to get it done. Dude, I'll tell you this much right now. Um, I'm, I'm thinking about like my college experience and exactly what you're saying right now. I, I played college soccer on a really good top 10 Division II men's soccer team. My freshman year, rode the bench. The team made the final four. We went to the semifinal. I got some playing time, but I definitely came off the bench. And I remember coming in my sophomore year, I wanted more playing time. A couple other people quit. And the people, other people that weren't getting a lot of playing time were complaining all the time about whatever. The, the coach doesn't see this. The coach isn't making the right picks. All right. I've had people call me. Here's the reality. The coach wants to win. If you play so well that you, your team is winning, he's going to play you. All right. He's not there to make friends. He's there to win. Okay. So I remember thinking, what, what can I do to improve? I know that complaining to the coach saying, coach, can you just give me a try at right mid or left mid or striker maybe? No, I said this. I said, my touch is letting me down. My first touch is letting me down right now. That's my weakness. I'm fast. I'm fast. I work hard. I win headers. My first touch is letting me down. So I decided I'm going to get to practice 45 minutes early and I'm not going to overrun because I'm not going to make myself tired. What I'm going to do is I'm going to juggle and do a little dribbling. All right. Just get at least a thousand touches on the ball before anyone else gets there. And what happened was my foot was comfortable by the time everyone else got there with the ball. And I didn't have to go through that warm up where you make a couple bad touches because you're just not really adjusted to the practice. And I took my weakness. I found the solution and ask anyone I played college soccer with. My sophomore year, about four games in the season, I'd broken the starting lineup and I never saw the bench again. My sophomore, my junior, my senior year, captain my senior year. Now I'm not sitting here saying I'm the best player ever, but what I did is I addressed my weakness. I didn't complain to my coach one time and I got there early and I solved it and I saw the field. I mean, okay. that, that's, what I'm, that's what we're talking about. And, right and, I, and I like the fact that, that you talked about your, I mean, because college is still, I, I believe, your youth. How important would it be if kids learned this at an early age? You mm -hmm. know, be complainers with their parents, okay? Because a lot of kids, you know, your, your parents tell you to, to, to do something for them, and they ask why. Why did I have to do it, all right? Or, or they ask, you know, they always have something, a, a complaint. Right. But what if parents instill this in their kids to become a solutions kid, exactly. to be a son or a daughter of a solution? I mean, that, that, is, that is vital to me. And, and, and I feel like society will work in a completely different way if we learned this, if this was in our culture. Man, I, I coach kids. You know, I have my, that's what my business is that we talked about earlier. And I have parents come to me nonstop in soccer talking about how he didn't make the team. Um, but it's, it's, it's or, he, or even in school, because I teach chess, I get a lot of people talking about their math classes. A lot of the kids that I teach chess are very good at math. Why didn't he get put in the gifted class? Or why didn't he make this team? You know, this coach is this and all this stuff. And sometimes I'll have the conversation in front of the kid with me. And I'm thinking to myself, you're losing sight of the big picture right now. Well, what's most important right now is that your kid learns to be a fighter. 
to endure, to persevere, to have resilience, okay? And these adverse situations, these adversity that, that your child is facing right now, whether it's not making the team or not getting in the gifted math class, needs to just be used as something that fires him up and inspires him on his own, learning to think for himself. And by you getting involved and potentially getting him in the gifted class by getting a lawyer or potentially getting him on the, on the team because you pay the club, the soccer club more, this stuff happens, okay? Maybe you don't pay the soccer club more, but you get involved in the, the board and, and you do different things to get on the team. What you just did is you did the dirty work for your kid. And now your kid doesn't know how to do the dirty work. And when he goes to play college soccer, well, you can't call the college soccer coach. He won't pick up your phone call. And he's riding the bench. He's going to quit the team. And then he's going to quit the next thing he does. Right. He's not going to find college. a solution. Right. Exactly. And, and, and that's the thing. That it's a trend. So on the same token, there are people out there that, are, that have negative mentalities. And you have to fight through that. Right. You have to fight through every situation out there. I'll tell you a story about my mom um, that, you know, I've told you many times that, you know, she's from El Salvador and there was a civil war where they shut down the university of where she was studying. She was already into her third year of medical school. And that was a hostile situation. She had two options, you know, either stay there and, and possibly die because of the civil war or go to another country and start medical school all over again. When she got to Mexico, she, she chose Mexico. They wouldn't take her credits, which, you know, right there, three years of school gone. And she was a woman. Okay. Still, professors told her, you know, you're a foreigner here and, and you are a woman. You're not going to make it. Hostile situation. But what did my mom do? She didn't ever go out. She had very few friends because her goal was to become a doctor. And she added value. Like you said earlier, not only did she address the problem, but she created solutions. And she helped communities where I'm telling you, my mom is a rock star because she did this work. So adding value to people right after you faced a hostile situation. I mean, it's, it's like jujitsu. And I told you that you get this energy, bad energy, you become, you make it good energy and you give back. And, and that, that right there, the theme is what, what, what she did. Not only did she go into Mexico and, and start over and not really complain, right? She was like, oh, that stinks, right? I got to start over. Okay, let me do that. Not only did she just go to school like she needed to, but she got involved in the community. So a lot of people get bitter and they just start, maybe they'll go protest the school, right? Or, right. or they'll go complain to everyone in the community about how this school didn't take El Salvador credits. No, you know what she did? She just started school over. She's getting more education. I mean, it's not like that education she got in El Salvador was out the window. Exactly. Right? But she went out to the community and made a name for herself. And you better believe that when she graduates, from that, when she did graduate, okay, those people that she helped in the community probably helped her find her way to her job or her next situation or helped her kids when she had them. Things came from that that were great from it because this, of a positive attitude. I'll tell you something, 30 years after, they still, my mom goes to those communities, they give her food, they give her everything because she did such great work. 30 years after, people remember, guys. So any good action you do, you may not, remember, you may not think about this right now, 30 years after, people will re remember and be thankful for it. And they will probably teach their kids and their future generations about you and the good actions you've, you've done. So, I mean, to, to our listeners, I, I think this is, this is fantastic uh, stories and, and a really good example.
of how, you know, it doesn't have to be hard all the time. Situations are, 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 are difficult. In Germany, they told me everybody has the toughest life. Anybody you talk to has the toughest life. Everybody has the toughest problems. Mm-hmm. But it's about how you solve them and how you become a solutions person. Solutions person. Got to be known. You've got to build a reputation. So if there's anything that, that you take from this, listeners, is be known as a solutions person, not a complainer. I know anyone who's listening right now, you're probably thinking in your head right now, people that are complainers and people that are solution people. You can really cut it down the middle. It really is one or the other. Right. Be the solutions person. And uh, but anyway, I mean this this went by fast, Danny. I mean it, it did, it did. I, I'm kind of sad it's over. It was so, <laughs> I, I'm so passionate. I'm very passionate about this, and, and I like it too. Uh, so I mean, we really appreciate it, guys. Uh, you know, it's what now eight sixteen Central Time. I'm about to go work a little bit. It's Sunday. It doesn't matter. You have to be the solutions person when when your customers call you, uh, Danny. Keep the great work. I'm very, very proud of you. Thank you for being at my wedding. Guys, uh, there are some pictures out there on Facebook if you want to check them out. Uh, our cover photo for the podcast now is is one of the pictures of the wedding. And well, Tell us what you think. Yes, yes please do. And uh, Tell us who has the best haircut. <laughs> I actually got a haircut the day before it, so I hope mine was best. Um, but, uh, you know, say hi to your mother. You know, I, I met her at the wedding, and, and hearing that story just... just you know, I've heard it before, but, uh, you know, it inspires me. So tell her thank you for that good work and uh, tell her hello from me, Carlos, please. Well, we appreciate it, Denny. Have a fantastic week. Uh, everybody, uh, you know, kill it again. Uh, do do everything and stay in the peak state of mind. All right? All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Denny. Yeah.